There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. It's Is It Just Me? It's the podcast where no subject is too trivial. We will go there, people, and we will always drag a celebrity guest with us. Won't we, James Williams? Of course we will, Joe Elfin. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. We had a break last week. Sorry, everyone. They got in touch on Twitter and Instagram today. Where the hell are you? I'm not sorry. I know. It was, you know, I sat around. I We worked Christmas and New Year. I peeled grapes. Yeah. I drank loads. That's the price we had to pay, I'm afraid, for being with you on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. We had to have a little break last week. Yeah, but welcome back. Thanks. We are we here. Are to With get, a get you through another commute. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm your host, Joe Elvin. And I'm James Williams. That's the other host. And today we are joined by an absolute British superstar, actor, writer, playwright, all-round legend, oh. super, super <laughs> lovely supermodel. <laughs> super, yeah. super. All of those things. <laughs> the supermodel neuroscientist, yeah. as well as actress, mm-hmm. who playwright. Knew? Currently starring in Pinter at the Pinter at the Harold Pinter Theatre. It's Tracy Ann Oberman. Oh, I love that intro. Thanks. Can I just say, that's not easy to say, by the way, Pinter at the Pinter. The, Pinter that's the like Pinter. a yeah, red, yellow. Red, red lorry, yellow yeah. lorry. Pinter <laughs> at the Pinter. It sounds sort of like train tracks to me. Pinter at the Pinter. Pinter at the Pinter. <laughs> Pinter at, oh, that's yeah. nice. Pinter yeah. at the Pinter. Pinter Very Pinter. Uh, onomatopoeic. We yeah. like it. But you're yeah. you're nearing the end, right? You've got a couple of yeah. weeks to go. Well, it's been part of this huge Pinter season. A rather brilliant um, uh, director, Jamie Lloyd, bought in all the one-act plays that Pinter had done all over his entire career and pulled them together under a season called Pinter at the Pinter, Pinter at the Pinter. Now, I saw you in Celebration mm-hmm. and Party Time last week and it's honestly, it was such an enjoyable night out. Oh. Really, really sharp, witty, funny. And I know this is important to a lot of theatre goers. Short. It's the, <laughs> it's the magic mother load. The we, first play is 28 minutes long. You, oh my God, you, that's the dream. And then when, an when interval. you said to me, you said, and then we can go for dinner at nine o'clock. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. You, so, thought, I was, you thought I meant in the interval, yeah, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> no, first play is 27 minutes long, then an interval for 20 minutes. And then the second play is 37 minutes long. But like two very rich truffles, you wouldn't want them to be any longer. Because right. they're rich, Intense. they're meaty, they're funny, they're dark. That's the thing. That there's a lot packed into that script. Do you think this, there's a new trend in theatre for slightly shorter plays? Because I, I do feel like that it seems to be happening a bit more and more. Because I think for years, people have been operating under the illusion that a theatre is a bit of a 
big commitment. Mm. It's a full night out, you know. Whereas I've been to a few plays now that have been an hour and a half. You're home by nine o'clock. Yeah, I think that it was. Uh, I think some of the other pinters were three and a half hours long. I think it just so happened that these two plays right. just hit the the sweet spot. Um, I mean, the, there's another play on at the moment, The Inheritance. Oh yeah, I've seen that's that. like oh, two weeks of your <laughs> life. Isn't yeah, it? I, I have to say it is very. I've very, heard. Very, it, I have to say when, what I was told. I did it all in one day. Right. So it's basically seven hours of theatre in one day, which is you know basically know a working day. It. It's a working um, day. Yeah. yeah, but it is very, very good. It's a bit like it's the closest thing I think you can get to a sort of Netflix binge in a theatrical context. Yes. It feels like you're watching like a binge on Netflix. Some, just... Somebody said that at some point, didn't they? So yeah. How do we bring Netflix to the theatre? The so, have you seen the Harry Potters? Yes. So I did a full day, and it was like flying to Thailand. You had to literally take. They said bring blankets and snacks and water. No, because Harry Potter really mean you're not allowed to take your own snacks in. They make you pay. P- premium price well, we snacks were panicking. inside they said bring a blanket <laughs> We it was like flying to Thailand yeah. I'm out you had to go for yeah. a security check at the beginning yeah, yeah. It was, they're ruthless in Harry Potter that was a long day yeah. I mean it's great fantastic brilliant but I, it was like Whoo. I have to say I thought it was really bad you, you can't even take your own water into Harry Potter because they want you to pay basically theatre five quid a bottle because well, they want you to buy the magic water exactly exactly you know I nearly tweeted JK but I thought no I'm none of this is selling it to me I've got to no, be honest no it's good it is good I mean it is a, it is a great play considering how schlocky that could be yeah. and all like oh it's like the movie in a theatre they've made a proper yeah. beautiful piece great. of theatre out of it I actually saw that and The Inheritance within a week of each other. I oh really, my I, I don't God. know how it happened. Did you I, go home? <laughs> God, you're so cultured. Yeah, only for that one week of my life. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah a massacre. That's like 14, that's flying to Australia. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I don't like to show oh. off, but yeah, um, yeah, don't be fooled. That, that's Come a very Come and see the Pinter thing. at the Pinter's celebration and party time. It's a short haul flight to <laughs> Berlin. It's nothing. And Tracy <laughs> is goddamn funny. Yeah, it? You are oh, yeah. She is, mate. Yeah, really. Oh, mate. See, the other day, Tracy um, <laughs> announced that she and I are almost friends. Oh, I love that. No, I said we were and you went no we're not <laughs> I don't remember you that. went nearly very nearly yeah. well, we've only been for five dinners no, and but, a million no but wait a second I think this is funny because obviously Joe and I met through work and I do think it is funny when you meet people through work you, you do get to that point you go when, when do we actually like genuinely declare that we like each other and we're actually friends who just work with each other I'm rather not than, there yet James I know yeah. oh, no, 15, 16 years I'm still almost there now no, she almost just, returns my call is it just me yeah. or am I the one that yeah. sort of because I me? feel that we're great friends I think we are as well. Are. You is it just me? Does, does Joe Elvin play very hard to get when it comes to being a friend? No, <laughs> she really, lured me in. I feel, I, really I feel don't. groomed. <laughs> well, she let Monica and friends. She ground you down, Tracy. She, she gave you no choice. She no, made I you just, be her friend. She charmed me. I, oh. I grab friends <laughs> as they come into view yeah. because as sooner or later people realise why well, I don't have that many friends. <laughs> so I just enjoy it while I can. Oh, no, you've oh. got to enjoy the yeah. romantic season when you realise. Yeah. Oh no, you're just as mad as everybody. You yeah. know when you meet that person, you think you are the missing link in my life. Yeah, and then five dinners later you're like I never want to see you yeah. again but actually Joe was the keeper for me well, we've only had four dinners so <laughs> oh, I've got oh, one left have we only had Fifth. four sorry I don't know but I feel like I see you every day of my life maybe it's just this podcast <laughs> yeah. how did those how did your paths cl- cross there Facebook oh really that's how we met how modern we are so well are we modern <laughs> I don't even know no. anymore apparently Facebook's for us old people now isn't it kids it's don't do grandma. Facebook it works for do. me <laughs> we did sort of yes we, we, yeah. we had a we had a whole crossover oh there was that very funny moment where there was a misunderstanding oh where you thought uh, Theresa May, May was, was my mother mom. yeah <laughs> that's brilliant somebody said they were sitting next to Joe's mum at the glamour awards that I couldn't go to and it was Theresa May in the picture Catelyn because Moran. Catelyn Moran oh, actually right. did think she was sitting next to my mum at the glamour awards and realised it was <laughs> at the May. time newly, newly elected home secretary Theresa May yeah and then, so when she became prime minister, Catelyn started this whole thread about this time that she thought Theresa May was my mum. And Tracy kind of half read it. 
and thought she was saying Theresa May was my mum. So then Tracy starts on Facebook going, my God, Joe, I had no idea. You must feel amazing today. How? And I was like, you do know it's not my actual mum, like, right? Kat Limeran said that it's is your mum. You, why are you Australian? Yeah. Like, wow. And why didn't you mention this before? Yeah, I was like, and then I said, is it, you know, and I DM'd and went, is it because you're embarrassed that she's a Tory? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> and do you remember all those like headlines when Theresa May was being lambasted by Andrea Ledson for not having children? Yeah. Do you remember oh that bit? Oh my God, bit? yeah. yeah. Oh, so that was, that was hilarious. That made us last for well, about... Yeah. You knew then you, you were firm friends, I think. Yeah. I think if she was my mum, I probably wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly now. Certainly she's not your now. mum. No. no, bless her, poor And oh Tress God, this, this is going out the day of the big Brexit no I deal know. vote it is yeah Gosh. good I'm luck with of, that Joe's mum yeah I know <laughs> oh, God, my mum thinks she's got it going on with the animal welfare league this could all get very confusing the whole oh. Brexit thing yeah I just don't ever want to hear that word again no. I mean it's all t- A it's terrifying it's a I mean it, it's like being in a dis- we're, we're living in a pin to play a dystopian nightmare where it's, it's not all- as many good one liners though are there Sadly no. not. No. Tracy, no. no. I've got to ask you because I know any EastEnders fan out there. Yeah, at the moment, they are, aren't they? They are bringing back lots of classic characters. Oh, yeah. So you must be being sick of being asked now about a return. Well, I had a hilarious thing the other day. I, I was on. I was on. I was on a program, a television program. What was it like? Breakfast <laughs> TV, something like that. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. And um, and they said, um, "Are you coming back to EastEnders?" And I said the answer that you normally do, which is never say never. And the next thing I knew, it had gone all over the tabloids because the new producer had said that a character, a legendary character who had murdered someone was coming back. And it was all, Tracy Ann Oban is coming back to EastEnders. She practically omitted it on breakfast television. <laughs> um, and that was across all, nearly all the tabloids. Um, no. No, but it's not. So it's not. It's not. Because I have to say, when I said you were coming on, everyone goes, oh my God, the woman that killed Dirty Den. Do you think that would be on your gravestone? I don't mind. I, love- <laughs> I mean, how brilliant. I was only in it for 18 months. But you did. And I got to bump up Britain's biggest soap villain. Y- your EastEnders footprint is yeah. huge. Yeah. I, d- I think I, I, I'm, in some people would like cringe, like friends of mine that have been in soaps and who've gone on to win like Oscars are still known as, you know, yeah. so-and-so from so-and-so. But I really liked Chrissy. Yeah. And, you know, I was always, I was very happy to go, well, the thing I was most proud of was that I was able to do something like that and then go back to being a really good jobbing actress. Well, you've worked I just consistently, haven't you? Always have. Being... But do you think it's because you were, uh, 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 you were doing stuff before he said it, it wasn't like, if it had happened at a very young age, for example, yes. do you think it would have been harder to deal with that level? I think so. I mean, I did laugh when I'd been working solidly for 12 years and had done counseling you know television and and theater and radio and everything and yet I was up for um the national television newcomer award <laughs> against a 12 year old boy who'd been in Corrie at the time and a Jack Russell and um did you win I, I, was it the Jack Russell no the boy won the boy won <laughs> but it, it just used to, it just made me laugh a well, lot it, like it, try harder I yeah. Know. yeah yeah you'll get there I know. yeah but I did win and I will never need a BAFTA I did win inside soaps best dressed soap star 2004 Where's that kept? Oh, like literally as you walk through the door. Amazing. Um, that and my pointless smashed it award. <laughs> you know, when you win, I pointless. Um, and yeah, but I think Best Dressed Soap Star 2000. And, and when I said, is it for me or the actress or is it for the character? They looked blankly at me and went, both. <laughs> oh. And they said, because you managed to get an Issa dress in to one of those episodes at the time when nobody had heard of Issa. Wow. This is like, I mean, 
These are first, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's amazing. I used to work in the same building as Inside Soap. Did you? Oh, Stephen Murphy. So I know how inauthentic it is. Oh, that That award means a lot to me. I dare you rob Tracy out of that accolade. My moment of glory. (laughs) Best Red Soap Star, 2004. It might be in 2005. Oh, well, yeah. Rude. I earned that That, with my hard sweat. That fifth dinner is not happening. Is turning doesn't sound like, like it, does it? No, yeah, you're starting to realize. Yeah, <laughs> you I can still keep love your you. friendship. Yeah, yeah, um, stop it. So, yes, yeah, so but so you're on for the next two weeks, though. We are, I am. And then are you can have a little well earned rest, well, or I, yeah, I am because I've done a lot of theatre this last yeah. year. You do work so hard, yeah, I am one yeah. of those, <laughs> you know, yeah, you do go from one into another, but into it's another. freelance, right? I think the nature of freelance yes. is you're scared to turn down work, yeah, and you know, also, I'll do it if it interests me. I mean, that's the thing, I think. The kind of like the whole slip for me acting was about doing work that challenged me and that interested me and feeds your soul. So they always say you do a job one for the meal, one for the real. And I had got to the point where I was thinking more. I want to do one for the things that I'm proud of and that feed my soul. So I did this play at the Menier Theatre, a little theatre in London, which I loved. And then I did another play earlier on in the year. Um, so these things, you know, are my passion, plus writing plays for Radio yeah. 4 yeah. and doing a lot of other writing. And then, every, and then you know, I'll do lots of voiceovers and telly stuff. And a Marvel film we need now. That, 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 that's what we need. That's well, the, I'm they, they pay the big bucks. As, you you know. Know, the, uh, my modelling career has resurfaced. It's, that's embarrassing. I'm not I surprised. I, just, I don't know whether to go back to the catwalk or not. It's just very tiring. Yeah. You know, Cara Delevingne has that same thing. She, 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 she keeps trying to be a, an actress, but then somehow it turns up she can't turn down that money, can she? No. To all those campaigns. It's interesting. Why would you? Why would you? Um, but yeah. And also, I... I um, is it just me? No. Oh. But I think just the older you get as well. And I think when you've had a kid and you've sort of kept something alive for all these years when you've killed every goldfish you've ever had. Well, we're just sitting here with James' son as well. Yeah. We should just oh, point yeah. out little Bingley, Bingley. the border terrier, is making yeah. his pod debut. Oh, the pod so dog cute. is here, sat next to us. Being very do, well behaved. It sort of puts things into perspective and you think, oh, you know, should I do that? That thing that mm. will earn me X amount of money, or shall I, which actually might make me feel slightly ashamed of myself. Or shall I just... How hold out for something I really want to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also, is it just me who, I don't know, it's only recently I've realised one day I will die. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> would you? you know, that you said, sort of like hadn't occurred to me that that would happen I know. the same way it's going to happen to everybody else. And it does tend to, when you remember that you're just visiting, it does kind of reframe mm. your priorities. Oh, God, that went really dark and deep, it didn't it? Did, but it's I true. Know, get no, it is yeah. true. Yeah. And you know what? I, you know, talking about ambition and ruthless, I think it's great when you're younger. To, you know, you want it, you want it all, particularly if you're going into a freelance world. But I think also you get a bit older and you have family. It, it's really good to have outside an yeah. outside life to your your career. And the drive slightly goes out of it. You've got to keep doing it because you love it and you're doing it with people that you, that you enjoy. Otherwise, what is the point? Mm. Well, you've segued beautifully into yeah. our very first topic this Go week, on. Tracy. And yes, well, it, our first one this week was going to be, is it just me who lacks ruthless ambition? Ruthless ambition, ruthless yes. Ambition. I, I definitely lack ruthless ambition. I sometimes worry I don't have any ambition, but no, no. <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm just I'm very good at the hustle. You know, and I think, and I admire people actually that have, dare I say, ruthless ambition because I just feel like I'm slightly missing that chip. Did you always miss it? <laughs> um, I was always that kid that the, the question I dreaded more than anything, you know, most kids date like, you know, have you got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or, you know, what do you want for Christmas? Um, 
I used to just dread that what do you want to be when you grow be, up yeah. or what are you going to yeah. do? I hated it that question. It is a horrible I just question. Never though. ever knew. And, yeah. And, and again, I kind of always admired people that had that answer figured out from such an early age, you know? So I always, um, yeah, I, I, I felt slightly directionless. And I've always sort of said this. I just heard the word media and I thought, oh, I like the way that sounds. Mm-hmm. I, sort of, I want to work in it the has media. The word me in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Very media. good. Um, so it took me a while to figure that out. But I very much fell into what I ended up doing. Um, yeah. But and then as a result, I kind of I think for a long time I almost apologised for the job I had because it wasn't an obvious thing that you went to a school and got a certificate for, and then you know it wasn't a proper job. Dare I say in quotation marks? So I guess that then fed into my lack of ruthless ambition because I thought, well, I can't be ruthlessly ambitious about essentially a job which everyone thinks is a bit silly anyway. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, and don't get me wrong, I've now come totally around and I've realised. I've stopped, I've stopped apologising for what I do. Mm. You know, I'm actually very proud of what I do. I totally understand. At a, at a, at a young age, I, I was very apologetic and wasn't particularly proud. Because like I said, I thought I was just playing at having a job because it was just too good to be true, you know, compared to some of my friends. But Tracy, you must, there has to be a certain amount of ruthlessness in, and competition in acting, right? Well, I think, so I came from a family that in no way encouraged uh, me to do this at all, to go down this arts route. They didn't understand it. Immigrant family, the idea of being self-employed, particularly in acting, was just like being an astronaut who nobody did it, who didn't have famous parents. And I just always remember my dad saying, quite frankly, Tracy, if you're going to go down this route, you've got to accept that you're going to be living in a bedsit with a cat for the rest of your life. So every day I'm not doing that, I am winning at life. So that was the first thing. And um, I think when I was younger... It was less about uh, the ambition of exactly like you said, you know, people saying, what was your ideal part? What's the role you really want to play? What job do you want to do next? It was just, let's see what's on offer. Let's just float with it. But I wanted to work. I needed to work. I wanted to earn a living through acting. Um, And I think I was very ambitious. But I think as I've got older, that ambition has baited slightly because some of the most unhappy and miserable people I've ever met and self-loathing and self-hatred and destructive behaviour have been proper A-list celebrities mm. that look like they've got it all. But that fame and that level of financial security and those plaudits and that respect from your peer group and the public does not fill this hole. And you, I think it's so precarious that, totally. I, that people live in fear of it being snatched exactly. away at any second. And I think yeah. as, as well, you, you'd think when you're in that profession, oh, you win the Oscar, that's like winning the race. You've won. No. Uh, and you, but it's the maintenance. You then feel you want to win your second Oscar or you want to you, you wanna up your box office takings or you want to have another number one. You, you never are ever fully satisfied yes. it's just they're maintaining it at a very See, high octane this level this is why I never became an A-list actress well just couldn't be bothered but this is why yeah. I, I think Ruth's ambition isn't a great thing sometimes because I think for me I, I've always been about embracing the middle mm. being happy where you're at you know because striving 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 mm-hmm. means like you said there's there's just that void that yeah. hole you're constantly trying Ruth's to fill Ruth's ambition often comes I think from a ruthless ambition yeah. ambition is good ambition is I want to do well I want to fulfill something I want I, I have a goal and I want to do it ruthless suggests I would literally murder my yeah. grandmother to yeah. get that's there a, it's the ruthless I don't think I would ever actively want to destroy somebody but yeah. that's different to competition as well yeah. you know, I'm allowed to beat someone for a job yeah, totally and to slightly crow over it to yourself yeah, but I'm not allowed to start a smear campaign yeah. to no. make sure that I'm the one who gets the job. Exactly. And actually, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. And there are, I think there are people in all industries that yeah. that, 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 that ruthless ambition to Definitely. succeed over anybody else is a driving factor. Yeah. And I've seen yeah. people steal other people's yeah. ideas yeah. and yeah. Yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. 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 Which I, I wouldn't do. The lovely thing is I'm very friendly with a sort of group of female actors um, uh, 
all of whom we all go up for the same parts all the time and we're all like the survivors of you know sort of 40 plus that are still in there and we're all great friends and we see it like you know in the, the big claw that comes down on one of those merry-go-rounds and picks <laughs> up a soft toy yeah that's how it is we're all just lying there like the soft toy and then the claw will come down and just take one of us and so we're all in it together yeah so you celebrate your friends successes and um and there's absolutely no point being in competition with other women. But do you, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't like this emotion, but I do have that little rankle when somebody in my peer group gets something amazing and does something. I, I mean, if they're, it, not, if, they don't des- if they're not good enough. It doesn't mean that I'm not happy for them. It doesn't mean that I'm bitter and twisted. But you do have, you always do have that little bit of free son of like, Oh, that would yeah. have been good. Was that the yeah. Gore Vidal? Every time one of my friends does well, a little bit inside yeah, of you Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think it often makes you look at yourself, doesn't it? Well, you, yeah. you're not you're not sort of begrudging it them, but you're sort of going, oh God, why didn't you get off your ass and make that happen for you? You know, yeah. somebody else yeah. has gone out of their way to make mm. that. And so it's not an envy, although it is, I guess. An envy. Compare and despair, Joe. I'm Compare just going to be honest. That, that emotion, you know, yeah, it, I think it, that's an honest... it does flitter yeah. through me. It does. Yeah. I, think, I think you... I don't feel it anymore. I think when I was younger, it was like, oh, why, why, why didn't that happen for me? Or why didn't I get that part? The thing that wrangles me now is when people who I think don't have the talent to do a job, but whatever it is, get that job. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, either because of their looks, position, luck, your connections. Or connections. Or, yeah. Tenacity sometimes. You know, I mean, ruthless often, ruthless, And that's what I'm saying. I feel, and I, I do think it's great. Cause I, I think it's nice that we now live more in, a, I think the UK now is a bit more like America, whereby we're not so held back by the stupid old class system as we used to be. Mm. You know, we do have that sort of sense of, well, you can achieve anything. And I agree with you. Ambition is a great thing. And being told that you're you can do and also demanding that you're paid what you're worth mm-hmm. you know that's totally that's ambition i think but it's not like you said chucking somebody else under a bus to, yeah. to, to get a leg ahead when i started out i was very hungry for everything i wanted to learn i wanted to meet everybody i was really out there and there was and in, a, in quite an american way i think i you know i quite a big personality I'm quite open and talkative and the feeling then was very much in in England or Britain was you know ambition was a very bad thing you know to to be openly hungry was a very bad thing across the board and I think that it's definitely changed for younger people now in that they can be openly ambitious without it being like oh you know it's a bit bit off isn't it a bit pushy yeah a bit loud showing emotion wasn't it yes and also like don't be pushing yourself don't be don't be self-promoting you know like oh me humble schmumble me and my my five Oscars whereas now it's like let's just stick it all over social media exactly. and crow and you should crow yeah exactly damn right yes so crow but let's not be ruthless but, about it but crow but have a perspective exactly. that, it, that fame your ruthless ambition is not going to fill the empty void inside exactly. of yourself British crowing please British, yeah very yeah. very British crowing <laughs> <laughs> am I the only one is no, that's no, not what it's called. Is it just me? Like, yeah, yeah, cut yeah. that. <laughs> From the top, please, Tracy. Is it just me or do super sweet, super nice, super inoffensive people um, make you feel nervous to be around? Yes. Sometimes they make my blood boil. See, this is why, you know, I you think this is friends. why you like me, Tracy, because I'm not super sweet. <laughs> and you're nearly my friend because neither I am I. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't no. trust it. I think people who want to be liked by everybody are probably really unlikable. <laughs> to I, I used to um, work with somebody who um, just never had an opinion, never had a strong opinion on anything. 
always had the diplomatic answer to any of my opinions about anybody. Yeah, and I just, you know, I, I learned to my detriment that that was a power play. That was a that was how to and and this person in this organisation sort of had this this reputation as being so lovely, such a decent person. And actually, it was all just a game. Yeah, it was a game to to make to so that everybody felt like that person was on their team. Well, we passive were, aggressive. Yeah. yeah, it's also that whole thing. I know also know quite a few people who are like they're so easy to work with. Yeah, they're so easy to work with because they never utter an opinion on anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't like yeah. that. Well, we've all seen all about Eve. <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> you have. know, so Which it's all... bringing to the stage. Yes, exactly. <gasps> but you know, that's that sickly sweet young girl that sneaks in there and suddenly steals your career underneath you but no i'm with you on this because <laughs> I, I was um you, you know i i'm I, I credit myself for pretty much being honest living an honest life without being horrible and mm-hmm. mean but you know I, and i remember seeing my therapist and he did say to me once he's like you know uh it's actually because i think again going back to the british thing we're, we're we're sort of well we certainly have our generation we were programmed to not show emotion to not overshare to not basically basically to not tell the truth if somebody said to you today you know your cat's just died uh you've got no money and you're feeling like shit generally but if so, you bumped into a long lost friend on the street and they were like how's your day you, oh my god amazing yeah. you just put that mask on yeah. don't you and i um and i said to my therapist you know I, and i guess in the industry i work in where you have to go and essentially meet people all the time you can't you have to put a smile on like you would going yeah. to an audition you've got to put a smile on be professional and he was saying yeah but the, the sad thing about that is it means you don't really connect with people because actually for as much as um you know it you're told it's not proper what connects you to people is your vulnerability and what makes people respond to you is a shared vulnerability yeah um, and so actually sometimes letting that mask slip and actually telling the truth about how you really feel it's actually a really really good thing and actually will help you connect and for example you two might actually become friends one day if you actually find that a fifth <laughs> meal might, might do you know it's interesting you say that I think as long as anybody comes from a place of authenticity mm. people will connect it's about being authentic and the last couple of years I, I'm not naturally a brave person but I've become very brave on social media very outspoken I find that yes. I can now hold my own in a rehearsal room if I don't mm-hmm. like what I'm being asked to do if I don't like the way a part is written I will be much more vocal and be able to have the conversation if if somebody's annoying me or done something to me rather than just simmer underneath and plot revenge you know I'll actually so it's made me brave but it comes from a very authentic place and I was nervous and a lot of my peers are very nervous about being vocal politically or being vocal about anything because they don't want to be judged and they're scared of offending people Mm. because as actors and writers we're meant to be terribly grateful and want everybody to love us I've kind of smashed that thing for myself because I've had more response through actually speaking out against what I see as an injustice and speaking up for what I believe in than I ever did before. It helped me find my voice. And because of that, I've had my peer group, my industry and the greater public have, have really connected with me. And I, I think it's that's been a real eye opener. Sometimes it's good to be brave and just yeah. to be yourself. But you certainly have to wade through a lot of crap on that as well you do but that just shows back on them i mean if you speak out on twitter on anything be it misogyny racism you know we all know it but that stuff needs to be tackled because social media is is a weapon now and can be weaponized and it doesn't have to be social media but it's just you know if you hear something that you don't like or makes you feel uncomfortable or somebody behaves in a way you have to stand up yeah i agree i just wonder what it says about me if if i'm 
sort of wary of people who are always terribly nice and terribly sweet. I think it ref- it possibly reflects badly on me that I much prefer the company of people who are a bit spiky and, and cynical. My, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Do you know with what I mean? you. Yeah, because I don't think people can be nice all the time. Yeah. Where are you putting your sad, dark? Everybody's got a shadow side. Everybody's got a dark side. And if you're never ever prepared to let that out then that's telling me that you don't trust me enough to show that, so therefore we don't have a connection. Yeah. Um, and also, you might be very cowardly, in which case uh, we don't have a connection. And also, you're pretending to be something that it is humanly impossible to be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. that makes me feel better. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't beat yourself up on it. Yeah. Nobody's nice all the time. They can't be. Nobody can be inoffensive the whole of their life. It takes a lot of work. I, yeah, that's the thing. I, it, it would be a facade that I would I literally have a breakdown. Yeah, it takes a lot uh, yeah, of work to make yeah. people like yeah. you across the board. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say being being sweet all the time is a bit like um, trying to be, you know, mad at someone. It's really it's really hard work to stay mad and to, to ignore somebody. I find it so much easier just to say, oh, look, you pissed me off the other day. Exactly. I'm not going to ignore you because it's too much of an effort. But yeah. this is why... I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're people that can really bear a grudge for a lifetime, yeah. and they can walk into a room and literally blank that one person for the that same person for like ten years. I'm like, God, how how do you find the wherewithal to do that? Because I yeah. just can't do it. And I think it's the same thing. If you can do that, then you can be one of those sweet people. Yeah, <laughs> you we, can maintain that mask of sweetness. Joe and I've got daughters the same age, and you know, watching the school um, dynamics of groups, it's just watching little adults really. And you yeah. know, there's always that one girl who's super popular and everybody loves, and you know, everybody wants to play with. But that little girl uh, that I've seen, those little girls, the pressure it is under to keep everybody happy all the time yeah. and to be the most popular girl in the class comes with a massive amount of burden, I think. And I think it's um, we are still conditioning girls that way. Totally. It was a few years ago at, at my daughter's school. They gave an award for the girl with the, ni- the nicest manners. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I was, God. I was, really, I was really unhappy about that, actually. I just yeah. thought that's sort of like that's some some sort of malevolent conditioning there that's like you know what I mean I just didn't like it virtually Miss Congeniality yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like so we're we're giving an award now for basic human yeah I don't know it was weird looks popularity politeness neatness goodness yeah going back to what you said Tracey have you noticed a difference in terms of your industry as an actress versus an actor and I know everyone's Mm. now technically an actor but I'm Mm. saying as a woman in your profession now uh, because I think you know you were always told weren't you um women were difficult to work with but you'd never hear about a male actor being branded difficult to work with he yeah. was just you know Marlon Brando or yeah. he was method yeah. you know or he just really cares yeah yeah he's really um, passionate yeah. but do you find and it's interesting you said you've flexed your muscle mm. independently anyway but I guess what's happened in Hollywood with the whole Me Too thing Harvey Weinstein you know, where he actually actively went around killing women's careers didn't he mm-hmm. because of people that he'd taken against um, but do you feel like the industry as a whole now is a lot more women can be a lot more open and vocal about how they feel about things rather than having how, to tell yeah. the line about being like you said sweet and easy to work yeah, with malleable, yeah malleable very malleable um, I think you get to assert, I think I don't know how the young younger women starting out would feel but I do think that women will walk into a, a, a room now and not feel like oh I'm just here as the totty mm. or I'm just here um, just to because uh, I'm I'm just the pretty silent one who's got to be flirty with all the older men to make them feel good about themselves I do think that there is a difference and I think the roles being written are better and I think women are better at supporting it I think that's what it is it's brought out a solidarity for me particularly I like working with young younger women because it, you're looking out for them as well and when they're being pushed down a route that they don't want to go down it's like saying you know you have got the right to say no 
Mm. I don't want to take my clothes off or I don't want to take my top off or I don't want to say that line in that way. Yeah. Let's have a, at least have a conversation about it. So I think, I think there is a difference. I think the, the awareness of it is much yeah. bigger. Yeah. I mean, you can be a nice person. You just don't have to be saccharine sweet. It's the saccharine. Yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's the inauthenticity. Oh, of like it. I yeah. said, it, it's the very polished PR Disney version of yourself. I'm like, no one could be that like that. No one could be Snow White the whole time, yeah. can they? You know, no one could be that sort of. And that's fine on somebody you just meet irregularly. But I think it's when you're with them a lot, like you yeah. said, the person you yeah. work with, who but, would carve you know, If you are sat there listening, going, "You are a bunch of horrible cynics," and I'm, sa- I'm a very nice, sweet saccharine person. Uh, do uh, drop us an email. I don't think that that. that we're really the target sort of sweet saccharine people no, I, was have, say, I think they stopped listening a while ago I was going to say you would have yeah. but if you are sat there outraged by us uh, or just thinking we are speaking the gospel truth do get in touch yeah. with us we love hearing Come from you guys no, we love nice yes, people we, we just do. don't think you can do it 24-7 for yes. the whole of your life light and shade light, light and shade, shade. Exactly. nuance, yeah. nuance. So drop yes. us an email at isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com and any suggestions for future topics or future guests you'd like to see do let us know we love hearing from you guys Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is it just me, Tracy Ann Oberman, James Williams, who is desperately in search of a hobby. I don't really, well, I guess this is a hobby. But that's, <laughs> well, that's you know, the thing. Our yeah. jobs feel like hobbies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh. no, no, I love my job, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. really, it's hard work. I need a hobby. <laughs> well, no, but I, I do yeah. think you're onto something there because I think something creative and I think it's, it, we've talked about this before a bit it's where the lines blur don't they because I think a lot Mac- of people macrame have is coming back isn't it <laughs> should I give that a go yeah, yeah. Yeah, or a basket weaving yeah. Yeah. Or something. but that's the thing yeah. everything we do knitting. is a sort of pa- oh yeah no very knitting good. would be very nice my, in fact Bingley one, my dog is sporting two. a very lovely jump in hand knitted by my mother really uh, yes very oh, fetching really nice. I know I mean, that um, that's a hobby my mum's got a good hobby but no I think what I was going to say is I think because you know the, the lines generally blur like you know lots of people have very clear I go to work between the hours of this mm-hmm. and this and that's when I'm in work mode that's my work persona and then they have an out of work persona and out of work interests and you know things they do 
I think if you do something a bit more creative, that, that all tends to blur because a lot of your social groups tend to be a lot more, you but know. it's kind of hideous. People still want that line on your CV. And Hobby, mine, your hobbies hobbies. mine always says reading and cooking. And the, <laughs> the reading bit's a bit of a lie. I don't re- get time to read as you much read, as I'd like you to. Read you read you magazine. <laughs> yes, exactly. I hope you read reading, you magazine. editing my magazine <laughs> and cooking. Yeah. Would it, but would it be, see, if I was employing and somebody in that section said, I'm too fucking busy to have hobbies and interests, I'd employ them immediately. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm a cynical awful person. I don't know if I would. Oh, would you not? Yeah. You know, I'm such a hypocrite. I'd be thinking, well, that's not a very rounded person, is it? (laughs) No, but what hobbies can one have when one is is freelance? Mm. You're not, but we are. I am, yeah. When you're freelance. Internet shopping. Yeah. Oh, is that a hobby? No, I don't know. I see that more as a career. I'm making a campaign for it. Okay, internet shopping. It needs to be an arts and craft or a second language, don't you think? Bitching about people because I'm not saccharine sweet. (laughs) That could be one, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like slagging people off. You don't, I'm Joe. Joking. You're no. full of love. Um, you see, you're the opposite. You're saccharine sweet people. underneath. Yes. You just spend a lifetime being oh cynical, but you're not. You see, it's like an inverted but sweetness. I think you're going to agree with me on this, Joe. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think, Tracy Ann. But I am. Um, I, I was taking the piss out of my dear friends the other day because they're a couple and they always buy each other. Like they, they love an activity. Like you know, the, 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 one of those people that they eat up. That you're know, that red letter days catalog. You know where they you buy experiences for <laughs> but people. But all those experiences cr- are quite cheesy. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll tell Andrew and Ryan you said yeah, that. No, no, sorry, no, Andrew and Ryan. But no, but yeah. they but they do that. So anything like dining in the dark, they'll go to, or you know, they have a restaurant where you go and eat in a, a, a I don't know, some burnt out like tube tube line or something. There's always something, always a treasure hunt or a fun run. Or, and I look at them and I'm like, I really wish I had that in me because I do. It's a bit like sweet people. I look at them and I go, God, I, I kind of admire your get up and go. But I just don't have it. Again, like, it's the ruthless ambition. I'm just not born with it. Do you have that? Well, we've that- got the, my husband's cousin and her husband and the two children. You know, they sort of say things like, well, we're packing up for six months and we're going across the Amazon with our children <laughs> or we're, we're, you know, we're going up. They do the most incredible wow. things. And they, one of them was on, uh, what's that? what was that game that was like, it's the generation game, but in America, it, where you had to run over things what, and... The- Amazing race or something. Extreme yeah. makeover. No, that's not it. Um, yeah. You know that um, big things, <laughs> fight, um, inflatables, gladiators, no, yeah. like gladiators, but for Fort Boyard. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're showing oh, your age there. You, you pulled that one <laughs> yeah. out of the recess. But, but, but no, I look at them and I think the nearest I can do is probably a week in Tenerife. I would not go travelling with my five-year-old and six-year-old across. God, yeah, no, say, I didn't yeah. get on the tube with Evie yeah. when she was a baby. <laughs> I mean, God. I mean, no yeah. way. They strapped yeah. one of them on a thing on their back. You know, it's like you tried to get a buggy down those escalators. Exactly. They were canoeing down the yeah. Blooming, uh, um, Amazon River. Oh, God, zero interest. But I just feel like a terrible buzzkill because my friends are always those, let's do this, it looks amazing. And it's like white water rafting in <gasps> Lee Valley. I'm like, no, I don't no, want to do that. No. Just, can't we just go for dinner? So oh, like, yeah, what, my I, hobby is cheating death. <laughs> I'm yeah, just yeah. Not, not interested. No, exactly yeah. what well, I was going to say. Yeah. One of your Trying to knock off the other one. Yeah. We're going to yeah. go. Yeah. you got like seriously good life insurance or something. Yeah. yeah. Mysterious circumstances. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's a busman's holiday because you know the other thing is having to go to the theatre. I suppose that would be a hobby if I didn't work in it. True. Seeing friends in it. You know, loving the cinema again. Seeing things for BAFTA viewing. Do you find um, it hard? Um, watching Friends because can you disconnect because I have a few friends that are actors mm. and I actually weirdly can switch off I, I I stop seeing my friend the actor I just see them in their character but but I only, know lots of- it, it's only since I've known some actors that and then I watch them and I think 
oh, you are really good at this. Because well, I always just assume that that's what they're like. Well, like Luke Evans. <laughs> I mean, I know, like Luke Evans, one of my <laughs> oldest friends yeah. that I've known for years. And you know, Luke's and you've done so well. You, and it's done so brilliant. But and you, you see me in these huge films and people always say to me, do you not find it weird? Do you, do you still see him as your friend? But I guess it's a testament to how good an actor he is yes. that I even forget he's my friend. <laughs> yes, no, I think that, I think that's that's good, and also in theatre as well. But um, but it is it's just it's just you sort of feel you want to see them. So going back to the hobbies, I don't know whether seeing your mates and things or because you feel that you ought to is a hobby. Is that a no, hobby? That's, that's support, being a supportive friend. That's being a supportive. That's, that could be a hobby. A supportive friend hobby. Also reading. <laughs> Who has time to read? I don't. Only on holiday. No. I, Do you I, read? I try to read only because I'm trying to like you know. I, I, I think it helps us wind wind down at the end of the day. But I mean, you're not, probably not. right. What about playing Gandhi Crush? Is that a hobby? <laughs> Gandhi Crush? <laughs> yeah, the, I yeah. You said Gandhi. I was going to say David Gandhi. Yeah. Yeah. having a little oh, sideline going he there. He has missed a trick there. Oh, you yeah. see, you think David Gandhi? I think Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's the difference. Oh, I'm a terribly shallow person. <laughs> I knew you have step. <laughs> Candy Crush. Candy my, Crush. My husband and, and child take the piss out of me because it is, it, it's become, and this isn't something I'm proud of, but it's become almost like that mindless thing I do in between things. If I need to relax, I have a couple of rounds of Candy Crush. I did not know that about know. you, Joe. I've lived And to then I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was doing it on the train the other day and I could tell that the guy next to me was just watching. Was my, he judging and, you? Yeah, I felt really judged. I felt like he was mm. like thinking, I ate. What a stupid cow for, for spending her time doing that. Or B, she's really ballsing up this particular mm. tournament here. She's only yeah. on level 323. Yeah. Yeah. I had to wean myself off Candy Crush. And then I did bubble, bubble. I can't do those ones. <laughs> oh, I was good at bubble thingy. I'm but really bad that, at that those. That doesn't sound very taxing. No. no, but now I do word soup, Ooh. which you one imagines fends off Alzheimer's. Oh, oh okay. Is so it the new Sudoku? I've never, maths wasn't for me. I'm going to write so that down. Word suits soup. really good. You start yeah. off easy feeling like you're a genius and then eight weeks later, you can barely speak. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a genius. I think no, you'll be that, good that, at- that's been established already. Mm-hmm. I also the, think um, we've established that we're terrible at coming up with hobbies. This yeah. is, on, which is why we don't have any. So people do golf, not oh, for us. Yeah. Not for don't us. Don't like golf. No, I guess tennis. I guess some sort of physical activities to keeping fit. That's, that, that's I, I technically Pilates, a hobby. Yeah, so that, I think that would be. And a bit of weight training. Yeah. Is that a hobby? No, I, I do want something mad. I want, you know. Yeah, I need Joe, to find let's it. find a hobby that we could do yeah. together. Stamp collecting. Do you remember when that used <laughs> to be all the range? Filla, 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 philately. Is that what it's called? Or that sounds a bit like something else. Does. Sorry. That's definitely not a hobby. No. <laughs> no, no. That's something the Tory MPs do, don't they, in a room. Oh, we should all start doing the Marie Kondo. All my friends have gone mad oh, for Marie, Marie the Marie Kondo. Kondo method. No, I'm out. No, that are made me out? feel anxious. Oh, really? No, there you go. We, we watched the first episode. My husband was literally licking the screen going, I love her. <laughs> this is how I want to live. It was making me I, feel. I, I, I tweet, well, it was I, too organised. It was just, it was horrific watching her throwing and throwing the clutter I away. I tweeted not an hour ago. I, I started to read that book of hers and I got to the chapter when I was all in, I was going to do this. And then I got to the chapter where she said your socks get upset if you fold them the wrong way <laughs> and I just thought I'm actually not investing in this anymore no. this is not my new hobby it's not going to be yeah. yeah I do have because uh, uh, now all my friends are actually putting pictures on social media of their Marie kondo wardrobes and I do have slight envy I still can't be, be bothered to but do that it that TV show is really boring I, I, I think thought, it, yeah. I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be a bit more really fun and it's, it's actually, no queer eye it's just they've no, just, it's no queer they've just sort of like tidied up a bit <laughs> 
nothing really transformational. It's quite regimented, isn't yeah. it? Also, I'll tell mm. you, here's a throwback. Are we of an age where we all remember the house doctor? Yes. I loved that one. I love the house doctor. I don't remember That'll the house doctor. What's the house doctor? She's American, wasn't she? She's American. It was with Alistair. Yes, who's now. I think I must be too young to remember. It was one of Channel 5's. 2004. It was one of Channel 5's first decent programmes, wasn't it? What was her name? The house doctor. She was all about curb appeal, wasn't she? I don't remember her, but I mean, bring back changing rooms. That's what I say. God, that used to make me laugh. Surely it's just about, it's a matter of time, right? All these shows are being resuscitated and brought back to life. Listen, if they can resuscitate the bands from the dead, then they can definitely. That might be my new hobby, just going on all of those shows. Like, go on, you know, a place in the sun. Isn't, um, isn't, come dine with I mean, me. Isn't Ryland bringing back Supermarket Sweep? Oh, Joe, I can see genius. you on that with Ryland. I, just I can too. <laughs> in fact, you go on in pairs. We'll go on yeah. together. Yeah. Do you know what show I hope that is? It just me, but the show I never want to see again was that one with Guac Quan. I don't care that you're a neurosurgeon that's cured cancer single-handedly. You need to go naked down a catwalk in front of your aging but that, parents. But the neurosurgeon wanted to do that. I don't think she did. I think she was pushed into it. That program literally made me want to smash and headbutt the TV I don't think I please what, don't hate me for that, this girl. I don't think I ever saw it was that the one where they basically worked on you and then you had to walk naked down yeah. a catwalk that it? oh yeah I forgot it was an, in front of your ageing parents yeah. who had to see your beaver and baps <laughs> and yeah. because that was all I mean literally it was like Mother Teresa what have you done I mean, in, you, in your life I don't want to see my beaver and baps I don't no. want my parents to it's just I, so- I spend a, that's my hobby actively not seeing my naked body <laughs> <laughs> avoiding your own baps <laughs> It's a full time hobby. Really well good at done. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you true. shrouded the mirrors, yeah. Marie Kondo? Just don't yeah. look at them. Just, just don't, don't look, look at them. them. No. No. Well, in my head, I've got so you like, What do you mean? Don't put your glasses yeah. on. Yeah. Oh yeah, I there look amazing. There you go. I look, my glasses, I look so air. I look so airbrushed. <laughs> my makeup looks so good until I put my glasses yeah. on. And then, and then like, you realise oh, the eyelid. Oh, Barbara yes. Cartland's come back again. Yeah. Oh, is it just me? But I was given a pair of those clip-on. Have you tried those eyelashes? No. The magnetic ones. What? Oh. So um, the lovely Eleanor Matsura, who loves you, by the way, and Aww. I would love you to have on here because she's such a great actress. Yes. She's in The Pinter and she's also in The I Walking know who Dead. I she she's yes. She loves you and your podcast. Aww. She gave me a pair of those magnetic eyelashes because when one needs to wear glasses, they often you end up sticking them with the glue, sort of like, oh, wrong. <laughs> they are the most impossible things. If anybody's listening to this who knows how those things work get in touch get in touch yes please because I, I really would love to be friends with the false eyelash but I can't do it no, the magnetic ones if they work are amazing you just oh. clip them on and then you clip them off but well, they're impossible to, it is a game changer that would be, well, as a man I, I, that sounds like a game changer no even the man I'm, um, the guy puts our wigs on oh. he had a pair he oh. was really good at them mm. Craig Hi Craig. Hi Craig. Hi Craig. <laughs> sure he's listening. No doubt he's listening. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh, Tracy wow. Ann, I could talk to you all day. Really it's like you. we're no. friends. It's almost Have like we we're friends. Have we crossed the Rubicon? Oh. I see a fifth dinner in your future. You can join us. I hope so. Mm, you know, no yeah. one likes a third wheel. We like chips <laughs> oh, <no>. as well. <laughs> all truffle chips. We like chips. Yeah. yeah. Tracy didn't even say anything when I took the last chip. Wow, you're, you're you're way better friends than you realise. I've invested into this friendship. Me too. When me you too. sent me the tweet or text afterwards, and I said thanks for a lovely dinner, kiss kiss, and you wrote back saying best wishes, Joe. <laughs> it did make me. <laughs> it made me slightly shrivel inside. Oh. <laughs> kind regards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind regards. <laughs> kind regards to your mum, Theresa May. Yeah. <laughs> 
and that regards is still to one Elvin. of the best stories. I'd forgotten yeah. about that. <laughs> she never said. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, good luck to Joe's mum with a big good vote luck. today. Oh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I really hope you lose good that vote. Good luck, Elvin. Tracy Ann, do check out Tracy Ann's plates on for the next couple of weeks. Yes. Tickets available. Where should, where should yes. they go to? Um, what website? At the Harold Pinter Theatre, uh, Panton Street. Go, go online, ATG, uh, Celebration and Party Time. It's got John Sims, Celia Imry, Ron Cook, Phil Davis, amazing cast. And of course you. And me. And you. Yes. And can I just say as well, big shout out to the uh, Harold Pinter Theatre Toilets. There's enough of them for the ladies. Wow. wow. I was super impressed. That is quite yeah. a major sort of step And there's forward. bits and pieces of telly coming up that I'm in, but I can't remember a single thing. That's the other thing. <laughs> I think I'm getting some sort of love, memory loss, but I'll, we'll come on another time. Come on. About that. We Exciting. will always have you back, Chase. I love you guys. Oh. We love you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. We'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.